0: To such an extent that everyone is running away. But we don't quit. But we know no defeat. The agenda. To possess the nations. Welcome to an equipping center of the word and prayer on Pentecost hour. Stay tuned in. It's in my soul. The Vice Chancellor of this revered University. Professor Johnson Yakumbu Ampong. The planning committee chairman, Professor Irontete Asari, leadership of this university, senior community, other lecturers and staff here present, ladies and gentlemen, praise the Lord. We are gathered here before the almighty God. He is the object of worship, and he is a holy God. The Father God is a father does not mean that you can just be jumping on his bed, because our Father God is a holy God, and he is the object of worship. And I want all of us to understand this and give him that due reverence. Churches this day are losing on the reverence that we give to God. Where angels get to and they crawl, human beings get there and then they play. So they don't take any advantage of the presence of God. We come, dance, jump, and leave. So the church in our generation is a weak church because our roots are not so deep into the things of God. But I pray that this morning you go home with your taproot growing deeper into God than you ever imagined. I want you to bow down your head for a moment and pray for yourself that the almighty God will touch you, that you will never leave this place the same, Remember that you are among the crowd, but you are still an entity, an individual, and God looks at that. Father be Lord over this gathering. In Jesus' name, Amen. I'll speak on Oasis of Salvation. Oasis of Salvation. Something serving as a refuge, a relief, or pleasant change from what is usual. Oasis. A small, fertile, or green area in a desert region. But this oasis, I'm saying that, is an oasis of salvation. An oasis of salvation. Proverbs 18, verse 10 says this. Proverbs 18, verse 10. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Not the Lord, but the name of the Lord. When the Lord wanted to save us, the angels prescribed a name. And that name is the name of the Lord. There is no name under the sun that brings salvation than the name of the Lord. That is what Peter taught us. And that is what scripture says. That name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into that name and are safe. John Barker, a bishop of the Church of England and a theologian, believes that one area of religion that needs to be studied is what he calls compounds of limitation. He defines compounds of limitation as aspects of life's experience which impose on humans certain limitations of an intransigent or inflexible manner. Aspects of life's experience which imposes on humans certain limitations that is inflexible to all. It will not bend to anyone. It doesn't matter the title or the position you occupy. He says that there are some limitations that is placed on human beings that will not bend to anyone. John Baker thinks that there are some limitations, humans find themselves. He identifies all these limitations in one word. Suffering. Suffering. And he breaks this down and lists them as follows. Pain. When we talk about pain, we have physical pain, emotional pain, and spiritual anguish. Emotional pain because our head aches. Sometimes you feel that there's a pain in your tummy others there's an aching at the knee. There is pain and then there's also the emotional torture and then there's a spiritual pain, affliction. Then the second he says is the uncertainty of the future. Sometimes the uncertainty of the future breathes anxiety. It breeds fear. And it causes some people even to commit suicide. They wouldn't wait for the disgrace to come. They die before the news break up. The uncertainty of the future. Then number three, he says, the irretrievable and sometimes the irreparable nature of the past. And this one, it doesn't budge to anyone. The had I I went to visit this one that has a broken leg. And then this young man kept saying, I wish I didn't attempt to jump. The had I known. It has happened already, and life does not permit you to go back, retrieve it, and repair it. Your leg is broken, and it is broken. All of us here have four years of university education. So far as your first degree is concerned, now listen. Don't wait till the four years is over, and then you turn and say, had I known? Because your symbols are not good. We brought you here to study. We didn't bring you here to marry. We don't marry here. We study. Now listen. Sometimes we need to tell you this. Because you are young and you are exploring life. But you see, There are certain things that you miss and you can never get it back. The herdinones, the irretrievable nature of the past. Random nature of natural disaster. Sometimes we wonder. Just a few years back, we had flood, a circle, sweeping the lives of many. Somehow, a friend of mine was involved. And then when we heard it and we called the children, seven of them, the wife had died about two years before and the children were so sure that the dad was alive, but somehow they decided to go to some of the main hospitals and check the marks to their utmost surprise. When they got to the first hospital, they got to the morgue, their dad was there. Disaster. Claiming lives, Claiming their dad's life. We had to combat and battle with coronavirus. It claimed many people's life. We should just bless God that we are alive. Somebody like me, I think that God just spared me. Because those days, you just couldn't also stay in the house. You needed to go out and still have some meetings, critical meetings to save life. Meanwhile, you are also a human being. You go out praying that God preserve my life. Those days, the announcement was, stay indoors. But if it were to be earthquake in Haiti, they would say, come out of your house. This is the world that we live in. So don't carry it and put it on your head. There is nothing in it. You will soon be gone. So be careful how you conduct yourself. Our old age enemy, death. I will not belabor on that because it will not be too good to talk about it to young group like you. But let me say this. Because you will die. Factor death in your planning. Yeah. Because you will die. Don't live as if you will never die. You are going to die one day. So factor it in your planning. Some are so careless about what they eat. They are so careless about where they go. Because they are young and they think that they have energy. And so out of that, fully that is attached to their heart, they die. They go to a premature grave. Even Jesus Christ. When they attempted to stone him two times, he died. Because it was not time for him to die yet. an old age enemy these limitations are uncompromising inflexible to anyone or any generation so John Barker thinks that religion is a root finding activity out of these compounds of limitation and I agree with him religion Many religions and many churches, as you say, have also been founded because of people's predicaments. And so if you want your church to be flooded, just collect some people on the street. Give them some money. Let them come and give some testimonies. As if they join you and now they are healed. Now they have a child. Now they have a certificate. Now they have visas. And people will flock your church. Because human beings have problems and we all want to get some way out. Even wanted to go and bring solution to death and death swallowed him. Religion, he says that it is a root finding activity to escape these compounds of limitation. Suffering is not abstract. It is not academic. It is not a theory. Suffering is real. It is both subjective and objective. Subjective because we suffer. We suffer. Recently I had some stomach challenge. And they had to just carry me to the hospital. But they had to do that carefully. Because even at the hospital, people are suffering. But if this Pentecost woman who is suffering here, that the chairman is also suffering. What will happen is that she will leave her bed and then come asking, what is the problem? Somehow, like we predicted, this lady found me. And then she ran to the doctor. Doctor, what is the problem? The doctor says you are sick. Go and go go and, go and sleep. Say, no. See, mine is a problem. But his could be a serious problem. She could she could trade her life for my life just because of the love she has for me and the church. But we all suffer. If you meet any human being who claims to be God, who gives a a number to you that when you see me, it is the last stop, that is an agent of the devil. It's an agent of the enemy. And these have crowded the marketplace. Be careful. Who told you that you are God? We are human beings saved by grace. And upon this grace we minister. Yet this grace, this power of the Holy Ghost is still in a human vessel. Very, very frail. God knows that we are dust. He understands. This suffering is caused by sin and by evil. It's caused by sin and evil. There are categories of evil. There is a physical evil, physical evil, natural disasters and accidents cause physical evil. Earthquake can cause physical evil. An accident can cause physical evil. Moral and personal evil. As we are seated here, someone is sleeping because the fellow went to work last night. They went to rob someone. They killed a human being. But they don't care. They'll continue tonight. We are living with them on this planet Earth. So be careful of human beings. Some are really evil. Morally evil. They do not care. I saw this fellow who killed this person. And then he just would not leave the corpse. He was still insulting the corpse. That is the wickedness of a man's heart. And every one of us has the potential to be a killer. That is why you need to fill that heart with Jesus. Every one of us have the potential. Children killing children, ritual murder, and robbery. Stealing people's cars and all that. Social evil, our social structures, that incarnate sin. See, we live in a country where our social structures itself incarnate sin. It breeds evil. My boy had paid for something that should come to him in two weeks. He waited four months. Now, he was going to lose on a school. So he was feeling jittery. He talked to a friend, and a friend said, don't keep calling them. Just get to the office and see what is going on. So I've been calling them. He so, said, go to the office. He went there. He sat there the whole day. Nobody spoke to him. He would tell them about the story, but nobody would mind, mind him. Then he went the second day. And then the friend said, see, this is not how to live in this life. Bro. Look for somebody and give them something. And then this is my boy who has never done that ever in life. I said, how can I do that? He said, ah, now. Then he went and then saw this man, manager, says that my school, I pay this money. They said, I'm going to receive this in two weeks. But two months now, I came to sit here the whole day yesterday. Then the man said, I saw you. I saw you. Were you not the guy sitting there? Then my son said, yes. So what do you want? Then he, he spoke to him as to what he wanted. Then the man said, there are cameras in this room. You can meet me outside. Then he just said, what do you have? And my son didn't understand what he was doing. His hand in his pocket. And then he, he, he had 150 CDs. Then he was just looking at the man's face as if to ask him, is that what you are asking for? And then the man took it. He says, wait for me. Within two hours, what he had waited for two months, he received it. This is this is a social structures that breeds evil. All of us here we speak about corruption and we belong to political parties on this campus. But soon we will pass out. When you go, what are you going to do differently? Social structures that breeds evil. So people suffer unnecessarily. When I was still growing up, I had just married, and I went to the hospital. Nobody was attending to me, and the queue was long. I was not well at all. I realized people came, and then those who knew the doctors would just go by, and those of us who do not know anybody, we kept sitting there. And then so I picked myself, and I went home. When I got home, my wife said, today they have attended to you early. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I just found some money and I went to the drug shop and bought something. So people die before their death because the society and the structures is so evil. And it is always against the poor. And the poor grows poorer, while the rich goes richer. People die in Africa and they as individuals are richer than their nations. People die and they are richer than their constituents and their constituency. You put all the wealth there together and one man who is their leader is richer than all of them. That is the wickedness of the society. Spiritual evil. The Bible says we are not fighting against flesh and blood. Believe it because it is true. Demons live in certain human beings. Believe it because it is true. It is not just in a black body, but it is also in a white man as well. Believe it. And so sometimes they can breed evil. You do all that you can, yet... Because the spiritual forces have power over you, you still cannot move on. These things are true. I've been a pastor for many years now, and I know that these things are true. We all, like King Solomon, have been experimenting as to how to get out of these compounds of limitation how to break free from suffering and evil so we try education like all of us once you got admission to this school your mom was happy your dad was glad because it is a it's a way out of the village life it is a way out of some suffering but you see you pass out in no time and you realize that even finding the job becomes a problem. So you see that it's not all about education. So let me try my masters, let me try my doctorate. You have all the degrees and you still see that it is not the solution to suffering, not at all. Work, so I can get some money. People work and that does not bring them the deliverance. Wealth and riches, but some 10 years back, A certain man died in a very rich suburb in Accra. He was a medical officer. He died and he left a note behind saying that I cannot reconcile with life. He left this beautiful big house and two cars sitting on his compound. And he is saying that I can not reconcile with life. So wealth and riches does not bring the solution. Projects, one house, two houses, let me have this, let me have that. It all does not bring the solution. the stand to pleasure. Hedonism. Devote themselves to pleasure. There are some young men, some young women who are always at the nightclubs. Because they want to drink their heart out. And sometimes because of the pressure on them and the problems they have, they think that when they drink, they will be able to get out of this. And then somehow, it is not enough for them, they move into drugs. Till they are addicted to drugs and the drugs destroy them, gives them much more suffering. Fame. I want to be this in the school. I want to be that thinking that that one will help you. You see, those of us who are leaders, the higher they lift you, the more pressure you face. So when you are not prepared, don't lobby for it because you may succumb to the pressure. And sometimes, when you want to destroy a man, give the person position. You'll be destroyed in no time. That is why David said to Joab, Push Uriah to the front line of the battle. And when you do that, withdraw from him. Don't support him. Just keep him there so he will die. Don't rush for front positions. It is not a solution to this compass of limitation. Sometimes it may bring destruction to you quicker than you ever thought. Social actions hey everybody in the school is angry they want to destroy but doesn't solve any problem religion and rituals all kinds of churches today we have and what goes on in many some churches are no different from what goes on in the shrines they are selling aprons They are selling oils. They are selling water. They are selling everything that is sellable. Put this one here. Use this oil on this particular day. Use this candle on this particular day. Use this on this day. Chief, if the Holy Ghost cannot help you, there is no oil on this planet Earth that will bring your deliverance. Nothing at all. I'll not be surprised that when you were coming to school, your mother gave you one of those special ones. Now listen, listen, listen. If that is where your faith is, no problem. But I'm telling you, demons do not fear oil. But in the midst of these compounds of limitation, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 reads, and I want all of us to pay attention to Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. He makes all things beautiful in his time. And he has set eternity amidst, if you say human heart, miss us. And no one sees it. They don't see what God has done from the beginning. So God has done something from the beginning. And he has set eternity in the midst of all these compounds of limitation. That is why I'm saying that it's an oasis of salvation in the midst of these compounds of limitation. It's an oasis of salvation. It is a way back to Eden. It is a way to access life, the tree of life. God has taken the initiative. When we are talking about eternity, It is found in only one man. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. One day the Samaritan woman was standing before the master and he was still asking for for water that will ever quench thirst. He was still asking about the Messiah. God has set eternity amongst us. And some people don't see what God has done from the beginning to the end. And Jesus said, the one who is speaking to you, I am he. God is amongst us. He created the earth. He understands the fallen earth. But in the midst of the fallen earth, with all its compounds of limitation, there is an oasis of salvation. And it is found in Jesus. That is why the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. They are safe. When we assess Christ, we assess this eternity. Simeon said this, O Lord, let now thy servant depart in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Salvation in the midst of compounds of limitation. But listen to me. Accepting Jesus as Savior does not insulate you against suffering. We are not saying come to Jesus and you will never suffer. That is why we are having wrong doctrines and wrong theology in churches. We are not saying come to Jesus and you will be rich. Because you may not be rich. We are not saying come to Jesus and you he will heal all your diseases. Because all your diseases may not be healed. You may heal them today, but tomorrow you may get sick again. We are not saying come to Jesus and that you will not die. Even Lazarus. Whom Jesus raised from the dead. Eventually, he fell sick and he died. And on the grave of Lazarus, the, the, the tomb that was there, they wrote this on it. Lazarus, the friend of Jesus, twice dead. He died two times. The second time, his friend was gone. So there was nobody to raise him up. But Lazarus will be raised again. The Lazarus will be raised again. But you see, peace in this dark world is found in Jesus. In the midst of this suffering, when you have him, you can smile at the storm. The hope of the resurrection mitigates the effects of suffering on the believer. And I want you to be part of us. These proud people who are going to reign with Christ on earth. I want you to be part of this group this morning. Don't miss it out. Just rush to him when the altar call is made. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and has given him a name that is above every name, that in the name of Jesus, every knee in heaven, on earth, shall shout to the glory of the Father that Jesus is Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. The Bible says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Because that eternity that is in him is in the midst of the earth. So he's not just Lord in Ghana, he's Lord in China. And if we run into him, you will be saved. There is a story in Judges chapter 9. It's about the sons of Gideon. He had 70 of them. One was from a concubine. But when he died, Gideon died, this son of this concubine went to his family and then. Uh, organized them to try and claim his father's throne for him, so to speak. And they organized some money, and they got him something. So he campaigned, and got what he wanted. In fact, he killed all his 70 brothers on one stone. He slashed their their throats, killed all of them. Then somehow, God caused enmity to be between him and the subjects that he was surveying. And he decided that he was going to kill a number of people. They had run into a certain town. And he went in there to break the town and then destroy the people. So let's go to Judges chapter 9, I should say, verse 15. Judges 9 from verse 50. Ness Abimelech went to Tebez and besieged it and captured it. 51. Inside the city, however, was a strong tower to which all the men and women and all the people of the city had fled. Inside the city, however, was a strong tower. All of them had fled into the city. They had locked themselves in and climbed up on the tower roof. Abimelech went to the tower and attacked it. But as he approached the entrance of the tower to set it on fire, a woman dropped an upper millstone on his head and cracked the skull. Hurriedly he called to his armor bearer, draw your sword and kill me so that they can say a woman killed him. But even today, we are talking about the woman who killed him. You kill me quickly so that it will not be said that a woman killed him. But listen, inside the strong tower, when you run into it, there is no male, there is no female. And in that strong tower, we are more than conquerors. <laughs> That is why the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. If you run into this tower, you'll be safe. And in that tower, you'll be safe and secure. Whoever dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And from the secret place we shall say, The Lord is our refuge. A thousand will fall at my right hand. Ten thousand at my left but it will not draw near me because he will hide me under his shadows. Who wants to be hidden by the almighty God? Who wants to dwell in the secret place of the most high God? Who wants to run into this strong tower so that in the strong tower, will be safe. I want you to bow down your head wherever you are. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into this tower and they are safe. I want you to run into this tower. I want you to stand up and run into this tower. Don't mind the one seated by you. Because Jesus is calling you. He wants to save you and save you completely. If you desire to be with the Lord, just lift up your hand wherever you are under the tent. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, lift it boldly. Because the one who is calling you is not an enemy. He is rescuing you from the hands of your destroyer, the devil. So lift it up boldly because he's calling you. I see a lot of hands. May the name of the Lord be praised. Let all of us under this tender, wherever you are, please let us all stand up if you can including those who lifted their hands, everyone up, please, for a moment. Up, please, for a moment. Tomorrow may be too late for you. Today is a day of salvation. Now is the hour. There is somebody called Jesus. He didn't come to condemn you, but that you through him might be saved. He didn't come to say that you were a fornicator, no. He came to rescue you. He didn't come to say you were a sinner, no. But that the sinful person might be saved. That is Jesus. So if you want to come to this oasis of salvation, just lift up your hands and come. Is there a heart that is waiting, longing for pardon today? Hear this glad message proclaiming, Jesus is passing this way. Yes, come. Jesus is passing. As we singing, yes, come leave the crowd and take some steps forward here. This way. This way. Just leave and come. Jesus is passing. This way, This way. God bless you for coming. Come boldly. Shame the devil and come boldly. Jesus. Shame the devil and come boldly. Forget about what anyone will say because Jesus is. Good. Let's put our hands together for these ones who are coming to the Lord.
1: Come, come Jesus running, come running, this come running. Way.
0: Jesus, Jesus is passing God bless you. Say goodbye this to the world. Way. Say goodbye this to the world. Way. Say goodbye to the world. Jesus, Jesus is passing this way. way. Rush, rush, and come. God bless you. Let's put our hands together for this one. Rush and come. Now listen. We are going to change the song. We are going to sing goodbye Well, I will stay no longer with you. I have made up my mind to go God's way. As you hear the sound of this voice. And I want you to come rushing and say goodbye to the world. And trot into the kingdom of God. Trot into eternity. In the name of Jesus, every foundation of evil that you are standing on, I shake it today. In Jesus' name. And now be released to come to God. Goodbye world. I'm staying no longer with you. Come rushing. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Come. Of sin. I'm staying no longer with you. I've made up I my up mind, mind to go God's way, way the rest of my life. Come and Goodbye, world. Come I'm, I'm Staying no longer with, with you. i up put pleasures of sin. Day. I'm staying. my life Now, listen, there is no time. But one day, when you don't make it with us to heaven, don't say you never had it because I told you this morning. Just a minute more. Now pray for these ones. If you are feeling shy of the Almighty God, you also feel shy. Of you before his angels. But tell yourself, I am going to God. I've left the devil. This is the greatest thing that you I can do in response to his call. A moment in our prayer. If anyone wants to join, let me give you that space. Lift up your hands, those of you who are here. Then repeat this prayer after me. You, you may do so if you couldn't have the boldness to come forward. And then join them later. Because maybe that is the way you can also be saved. Repeat after me. Dear Lord, today I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I repent of my sins. And I've said, Jesus, as my Lord and personal Savior. Amen. Open your eyes and look at me. Salvation is too expensive to be sold. Otherwise, you won't qualify to be part of us. That is why this response of faith to the gospel saves you. And you are saved. Father, I pray for these young ones who have come to the fold this morning. I commit them into your hands, and I pray that you keep them safe in the strong tower. Protect them against any move of the enemy. Open their eyes of understanding to love and to serve you for the rest of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Subscribe to our social media handles for life-transforming messages.